Hi, welcome to this podcast on health and fitness. Today I have with me a grade 10 student from Overseas Family School, Uday Suri. He is doing a project on the importance of natural healing on teenagers. I think it's a really important topic and I'm very keen to hear his views on it. So let's get started. Hi Uday, how did you decide on this topic? Hi. Um so when I was younger, I had something called juvenile asthma. which is basically when the lungs they become inflamed and when exposed to smoke fumes and the cold it makes you start coughing really badly and you can also have severe wheezing so i had all of these problems as a kid and it really affected my ability to breathe then my parents took me to a pulmonary pediatrician and instead of uh, him just giving me medicines he suggested that i start swimming and take part in more physical activity and from then on i just fell in love with the water when i moved to singapore from india i kept that habit of swimming and i believe it's really changed my life i've gotten more disciplined fitter physically and felt more healthy mentally as well this has also motivated me to look after my health more watch what i eat how many calories and i've definitely seen lots of progress i focused on eating the right amount of carbs protein and dairy and this has increased my appetite and i've also become more open to trying new foods so when the time came for a personal project idea i was reminded of the time how instead of being given medication and some pills my health significantly improved through alternative methods of healing and now it's really turned my life around for the better giving me healthy relationships and a healthy body So this in it this basically inspired me to delve deeper into this topic and make it the focus of my personal project. That's great today. Thank you. So um you know I'm keen to know why did you decide to focus on teens and young adults? So obviously the topic of holistic healing is very large and to cover all ages is too big of a task to do. So I decided to reduce it and shift my focus to one age group and the age group that is most relevant and important to me teenagers. The teenagers play a pivotal role in structuring and laying the foundations for good habits and health as you enter adulthood. The body and mind go through significant changes. Adolescence as a whole is a critical link between the transition from childhood to adulthood. I felt that this topic would also work best on teens as one I would learn new information along the way as I research and two it would be interesting to find articles about how natural healing can impact teenagers and to find out are there specific factors that impact my age group and even the outcome of that research would be useful to not only me but my friends and peers as well got it so how did you go about gathering the expertise and the research for this you know give us a little bit of detail on how you went about your research So firstly I created an action plan stating exactly what I will be doing. There were three parts to my plan. One was self research, the second was survey of parents of teens, and finally I got input from various experts in the field of alternative healing. Before embarking on my research, I interviewed a health coach who guided me on aspects of a personal person's health. These are food, exercise, sleep, and more recently stress or mental health in the first section of self research i narrowed down the different sources of information be it books articles and websites for the parent survey i created a set of questions delving into each of these topics and then reached out to parents 
of teens in my network as well through network in my fam- family and friends to spread awareness and get multiple responses and this was a success i got more than 50 responses which served as an important data set to continue my research and as i continued my research i also finalized the survey questions which i then sent to the experts across singapore and india got it so oda you mentioned four key areas you know and i'm keen to sort of delve deeper into that let us start with food and nutrition what role does food play in developing a teen holistically um okay so the teenage years it's when your body grows the most and needs a surplus of everything in order to support that growth in a healthy manner when it comes to food teens require extra nutrients to reinforce things like bone growth uh, hormonal changes and brain development the food we consume provides our bodies with the information and fuel they require to perform effectively So obviously it's very important to maintain a healthy and fulfilling diet to make sure you stay healthy, active and have a longer life. Because teens go through such big changes during puberty, they tend to get hungrier and tend to eat more. So it's vital that you put the right foods in your body to help curb that hunger. Dumping unnecessary calories and tons of additives in your body is the worst thing a teen can do during puberty as it will definitely spoil their body later on in adulthood. Food can impact your sleep, your stress and fitness levels. It's like a ripple effect. They're all related. If you eat the wrong foods, it can worsen your body's fitness level and then increase chances of obesity while also leading to a more sedentary lifestyle. This is extremely dangerous for teens because living this kind of lifestyle has a detrimental impact on your mental health. It can make you feel useless, cause you to have unhealthy weight gain, give you anxiety and stress and even lead to depression. A balanced and healthy diet for teenagers should consist of every food group: carbs, proteins, dairy, fruits and veggies. Carbohydrates are our body's main source of energy. They provide glucose which is then turned into energy. And that energy allows you to take part in physical activity and just go about your day. Uh, some carbs include pasta, bread, wheat, and oats. Next, proteins. Obviously, proteins are known for helping build muscle and also repairing them, as well as bones. Moreover, eating proteins with things like omega three acids and iron help brain development, improve cognitive skills, and an increased blood volume. Uh you can find protein in foods like chicken, lentils, beans and salmon. The third nutrient that plays a pivotal role in the development of our body is dairy. It provides calcium which helps build and maintain strong bones. Uh foods like milk, yogurt and cheese are all common types of dairy. The last nutrients are fruits and veggies. They're good sources of vitamins and minerals. and can even help you against heart diseases and strokes you've heard the saying an apple a day keeps the doctor away and believe me it's true <laughs> that's great um you know we spoke about food and uh, nutrition what role does sleep play in a teen's overall health um okay so everyone needs sleep whether you're 4 or 40 you need sleep it's your time to relax the time your body gets ready for a new day. This is the human equivalent of basically recharging your batteries. Sleep is the most essential activity we do in our lives and we cannot live without it. 
Studies have shown that teens need more sleep due to the fact that our mind and bodies are growing ever so quickly. It's at the forefront of cognitive development and without it, you can suffer many severe consequences like sleep deprivation, drowsiness, anxiety and stress. It's vital that you get at least 7 to 8 hours of sleep per day. Now, I want to talk to you about how sleep impacts you in various factors like brain development, emotional health and physical health. So as I said before, sleep helps the brain go and analytical intellect, memory and focus. It sharpens our brain's reasoning abilities and also improves the retention span. Moreover, getting enough sleep encourages creative creativity boosting brainstorming. This impacts our emotional health as well as it can improve our academic achievements and relieve academic pressure, stress and anxiety. We also learn to become more independent as we get older and we meet many new people and have many more responsibilities. So, in order to maintain those relationships and responsibilities, we need to keep our emotions in check. Without sleep, our emotions can go wary and can be easily irritable, moody and angry. And you can. Yeah. This impacts not only yourselves but the people around you. Studies have also shown that lack of sleep can cause menstrual mental instability, concentration difficulties, poor memory and moodiness. As I mentioned with food before, it has a ripple effect with the other main factors. It can poor sleep can lead to depression, anxiety, and that can lead to poor nutrition and poor nutrition can lead to unhealthy weight loss. So it's all a ripple effect as I said. Sleep is extremely important. If we don't get enough hours resting in bed, it can impact the rest of our day or even our week and has multiple consequences on our overall health. Our mental health being one of them. Studies have shown that poor and uncomfortable sleep has shown to decrease positive emotions and to increase reactions due to stressors in a more negative manner, meaning that people get more grumpy, dull and angry much easily. just like electronics the brain needs time to recharge and that is why sleep is so important because it allows our brain to carry out many functions for the next day the best ways to prevent sleep deprivation would be to exercise at least 30 minutes a day this is because exercise causes our core temperature to rise up and after some time that temperature declines and causes us to feel more sleepy Uh some more ways is relaxing bedtime routines like reading a book, having skincare routines and keeping the room cozy and nice are all ways to get a good night's sleep. One of the most harmful things to do uh before you sleep is drinking caffeine. Lots of teens nowadays drink lots of caffeine in the evening and that will definitely hinder your sleep. I'm sure our parents are listening to that. Um what has your research shown about the importance of sports and exercise and is the lack of that something that parents are concerned about these days So um I gained a lot of knowledge on this topic as I was researching and as I stated at the outset I swim very often and I think it's completely turned my life around right A person's health including their mental physical and social well-being may all be changed through exercise. Personally, I was quite timid and had a hard time making friends when I first got to Singapore. However, after I started taking football and swimming lessons, I made a ton of new friends 
and my social skills significantly improved. Sports isn't just important for your body, they're important for your minds too. It allows you to make lots of new friends, learn valuable life skills, and develop appealing traits that will serve you well as you age. So when playing sports, you learn how to lose. You learn how to lose well, and that takes maturity and practice. It's an important part in learning how to be more resilient and learning how to bounce back from any setbacks. Other than these mental and social benefits that I mentioned, there are obvious significant physical benefits, be it on immunity against disease, uh, improved quality of sleep, or protection against future lifestyle diseases like diabetes, hypertension, and high cholesterol. It also improves quality of life. Due to the increasing amount of stimulation social media and video games provide, exercising amongst teens is reducing and this can cause increasing amounts of stress and weight gain because exercise helps release feel-good chemicals like endorphins and improves mood and mental health. Without these chemicals, it can lead to the opposite, jeopardizing your mental health and can even lead to eating disorders. So there you spoke about obviously mental health and the impact of you know, social media and um, you know, stress. Do you think social media is a, is a major problem today? What has your research so- shown you? Well, yes and no, you know, because social media, it has its benefits, but there are a number of negatives as well. It's one of the key components that make up a teenager's daily life. It helps teens create identities of their own online, allows them to freely express their opinions without any repercussions to their daily life. Also, it helps forge new relationships with people from around the world and helps people keep in touch with family members who are on the other side of the world and is one of the most primary forms of entertainment and communication today. However, teens' use of social media can be harmful as well since it diverts their attention, keeps them from sleeping and exposes them to peer pressure, rumors, bullying and false expectations of other people's life. Some experts claim that social media and texting are to blame for kids' elevated anxiety levels and low self-esteem. There are important differences when interacting with others online. Uh, For example, teens are less conscious of things like body language and facial expressions. This could lead to more misunderstandings and make remarks seem unpleasant. And this could enhance feelings of worry and anxiety. It can also make face-to-face normal interactions more intimidating. And social media has played a pivotal part in shaping teenagers today, especially during the recent pandemic. Phone usage and social media usage has skyrocketed in apps like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. When I did a survey for parents about different aspects impacting their child's health, screen time and social media were voted to be the main causes of stress. And parents said that their child's behavior had changed due to social media presence. All in all, social media has its perks, but it can be extremely harmful for people who overuse it. Understood. So we spoke about, you know, the four key aspects that you've sort of researched. Now we've covered the preventative things. Have you explored, uh, you know, alternatives to the conventional approach towards healing, be it you know, the conventional allopathic medicine or physical therapy, etc. What, what have you done about that? 
It's an interesting question. So, holistic health is basically an approach to healthcare that considers all aspects of overall wellness. Uh, physical, spiritual, psychological, and social. It's an in- understanding that all of the above ex- aspects affect your health, and being unwell with one of them impacts the entire body. Similar to how it happens to what I said before, if one aspect of your health is low, then the rest will also be impacted. Like how I kept mentioning with the ripple effect, right? Um, a person can reach better levels of wellness and keep illnesses and diseases from affecting their body by using one of the many holistic health systems that are all descended from ancient healing traditions. And I explored many such areas as part of my research. I researched alternative medicine like Ayurveda, naturopathy, and homeopathy, as well as physical interventions like acupuncture and yoga. These alternative medical interventions emphasize using foods, herbs, vitamins, teas, and homeopathic treatments and essential oils as medicine. Similarly for physical fitness, the ancient art of yoga has been found to be one of the most powerful and effective forms of healing. Yoga is a group of physical, spiritual, and mental sets of practices aimed to control and balance the mind and basically bring harmony between the mind and the body. It also helps increase lung capacity, you know, reduce conflict, chronic inflammation, uh, reduces aches and pains, and also promotes a healthy body weight. When I asked my yoga instructors uh, how yoga could help teenagers, they said that um, yoga helps teenagers improve their physical fitness without focusing on their experience uh, appearance. Sorry. Plus, yoga offers incredible benefits to teenagers as they grow including improved posture and spine, spine health, flexibility, balance, strength, and coordination. It also proved to improve self-awareness, concentration, maturity, and even self-confidence. Yoga can benefit three aspects of ourselves that are often affected by stress, our body, our mind, and breathing. It's different from other forms of physical exercise and treatments because it focuses on a calmer approach and focuses on relaxation of the body and mind. Now, let me talk to you briefly about two other areas. One is acupuncture. This is mainly done to relieve pains caused by headaches, back problems, and neck pain. Acupuncture points trigger the central nervous system, which causes chemicals to be released into your muscles, spinal cord, and brain. Chemicals such as endorphins act as a natural painkiller created by your body and they may help relieve pain. Now, the second one is Ayurveda Ayurveda and homeopathy. So, Ayurveda is more focused on reducing disease symptoms, increasing resistance to diseases and reducing stress and worry and living a comfortable life. Similar to yoga, Ayurveda relies on special diets, herbs, and unique practices to cure or slow illnesses. And it's said that it's better to prevent and treat illnesses by maintaining balance and harmony between your body, mind, and the environment. Now, homeopathy, on the other hand, um, focuses on biochemical improvement. It treats the body holistically, despite the symptoms. As an example, um, it will not give the same medicine to individuals of different age, different body type, and different attributes, even though they may be displaying the same symptoms. 
These alternative forms of medicine also don't have side effects, which makes it vastly different to allopathic medicine. So then we've spoken about, you know, multiple topics today. We spoke about preventative measures. We spoke about, um, you know, alternative treatments. What advice would you give to teens wanting to embark on making healthy choices? Um, see, I'm not an expert, right? And this, <clears throat> and this is purely based on the research that I've done. But I have concluded there are four key factors. Food and nutrition, sleep, stress, and exercise, which I mentioned at the start. My advice to teens like me would be to keep it simple, basically. There are lots of things going on as we go through our teenage years. Our moods change, our bodies change, and pressure from school increases as well, as well. And for us to be able to cope best with these changes around us, we have to make sure our bodies and minds are in sync. As long as we focus on the four key aspects of holistic development, like maintaining a balanced diet, getting minimum of seven to eight hours of good quality sleep each day, uh, restricting usage of screens and social media, and creating and following a regular exercise routine. Of course, I'm at no point claiming that these are the only factors impacting our overall health, but these definitely laid the foundation for the future and will definitely hold us in good stead in adulthood and beyond. Thank you so much, Uday. I really hope the listeners learned something new today about the importance of holistic healing and will put it into practice. Thank you for talking to us, Uday. Thank you.